and some miserable podcast with Elaine and Emily. Thank God. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. I will forever be sorry for any pain I have caused by these words. Show me to me, please. <laughs> Jeez, we have a lot in common, don't we? I mean, you calling old people ghouls and that. Emily. I love you so much. I was given a book called Fountainhead, which is by Anne Rand. It's a philosophical book. And this is Ari, um, my babysitter's boyfriend, because my parents are never home, so I've used my replacement parents. I made a mistake in recalling the events of 12 years ago. We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. As to the charge of first-degree murder, verdict as to count one, we, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. And I'm So Miserable podcast with Elaine and Emily is Innocent. I know everyone wanted to hear what we had to say about Lizzo. Well, what can we say? <laughs> we were right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happened in the last year? We still don't. How to produce a podcast. Don't say anything about the audio quality. It's just never gonna, it's never going to get better. I've had about 20 men who claim to be audio engineers <laughs> trying <laughs> to problem solve this situation, but it's never gonna work. I think you sound good personally to me. <laughs> Thanks, but it's never, it's never good enough for them. You sound like how you sound in real life to me. <laughs> Great. That's what a that's what a podcast should be. Yeah. But I I don't, I don't think. Um, I think you sound like yourself. Really oh. like an electronic field. You sound Wait, like that's you sound like video game Elaine. I'm like a, okay, that's kinda cool actually. It's C3PO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well actually, am I R2D2 or are you R2D2? I kind of think I'm more annoying, like C3PO. <laughs> and you're like, sometimes R2D2 would be like, and that's for you, in my opinion. Yeah, I did that in school today. I made those noises. That's my life update. I'm in grad school now. So far, I'm having a good time. So far, I'm having a good time and I'm learning a lot and I'm really, um, Hmm, what's, how can I phrase this? I'm tapping into my physical self. All my classes are like super physical and movement heavy and I like it. Yeah, I like part of growing up for me personally has been like accepting physical activity as something fun that can help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I guess this is a good moment to say that, uh, yeah, there's going to be episodes of the podcast coming out. How exciting. One of them is pseudoscience. And you'll get Elaine does reveal how many steps she used to take in a day. It's different now, but <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I did that. So this is this is just um an elongated teaser to the pseudoscience episode. Um I don't know, I just wanted to get get back in the swing of things, say hi. Um our ban, our, our embargo is lifted. We're allowed to record podcasts now. <laughs> um, I know in the past I've heard some rumblings that people hate it. 
when podcast hosts decide to talk about their personal life. But I, I didn't know what else to do. It's been a year. Well, I don't know how to talk about anything else personally. We also get um, diagnosed with narcissism disorder. And then next episode, when we go to the doctor, so. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we kind of just wanted to, um, our audience, who's our most personal friends, what we've been doing in the last year. Yeah, this is Elaine and Emily tell all. Yeah, secrets revealed. That's what, if it was a Pump Rules episode, that's what it'd be called. Um, we're kind of just gonna run the list on, you know, what we've accomplished in the last year. So, um, May 27th, my great uncle Chuck died. Um, that's my, that's my icebreaker saying that, um, my great uncle Chuck died May 27th. My grandma's oldest brother. Something funny that happened at the funeral is that... I showed up to calling hours, like, mm, a little in the middle, uh, like a tasteful middle, being, like, a great niece. There was, like, this, there was this large old man behind me. So my grandma comes over to me. He's like, do you see that man behind you? He's a little hard to miss. And I also, you know, you, like, look around at a family member's funeral, because you're like, well, he's here. <laughs> so I did take note of this man. She goes, used to be so handsome back in the day. <laughs> and paused and then was like, before he got so big. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> like, and we're like, mind you, we're like two feet away from her brother's like corpse. This, like open casket, <laughs> you know, the drill. Like two feet. <laughs> She's telling me how like handsome this guy used to be back in the day and that she like had a crush on him. But not anymore, of course. <laughs> Every time we say something, we should say, Thank you for listening. Like apologize. Thank you for listening. Okay, my turn. Mm, I'm trying to think of the best icebreaker. I don't know. I am became a Lana Del Rey fan. <laughs> I was honestly not her fan at all. Like, Emily loves her. That's like Emily's number one. We never agreed on that. And I think, uh, upon reflection, if I had to say why, it's because I think it's because I really was wronged by a man in the last year. <laughs> and that's like what all her songs are about and well, you know to say as an aside I have gotten complaints there aren't enough sound effects I'm gonna put like screeching after you say a man wronged you <laughs> um uh, I just like want to say so many crazy things but I always feel like I can't <laughs> I feel like I can't be so as personal as I wish I could be on here. Honestly, I will if this becomes my job, though. So, like, if you want to know all my deepest, darkest secrets, I have to start getting paid for this. So, just keep that in mind, listeners. <laughs> you only brought the um, podcast back to launch Patreon. <laughs> well, we've had some expressed interest in that as well. So, maybe, maybe something will happen here, but... Kind of dark-sided, though, because I think they also want us to take off our clothes. 
Uh, I also I think you also didn't like Lana because um in J it was on the J Crew playlist when you worked there. Oh yeah, I think I just didn't like. I didn't like that she was so like. Mm, it's you, it's you, it's all for you. Just like living for the man always, but like <laughs> yeah. not even like the man as a metaphor. Just like literally men, um, <laughs> and like <laughs> I just didn't like that. Um, and the song was called Video Games, which was like, triggering also. And that song always played, and I was like, this is just so fucking dumb. That song has, like, 100 million streams, and you're like, the song's called Video Games. <laughs> yeah, like, everyone knew that. I didn't, like, have to say that. Everyone knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like... <laughs> Dying? <laughs> Wait, that is the name of the song, right? Yeah, it's just so okay, funny. Okay, okay. Like, <laughs> It's like, no shit, it's called video games. She's like singing about how the man can do no wrong. It makes too much sense. Just say, I'm not in grad school, but I was living for the man. <laughs> <laughs> Even this morning, I, when I was walking to class from my car, which I guess that's next on my list, I learned how to drive and I got a car. I'm putting in clapping sound effects and like screaming and crying. I got the same car as Emily, but not even on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean, not even on purpose, right? Like, I know that's. This is how we prove our parents are middle class, though. We're like, <laughs> we both have. We both have silver Kia Soul. But we didn't even. It's not like I was like, I need to go get the same car as Emily truly the only lease i could find within the budget so yeah it's a very like economical car and it's also something where it's like if you crash it it's okay <laughs> that's how yeah. they should advertise souls <laughs> more if you crash it that's okay because it's affordable i don't know anything about cars and i honestly maybe need to i don't even know it would be a whole episode length story time of me explaining the day i got the car but it was like the worst day of my fucking life i'm <laughs> dramatic like i'm not like it was you should tell it <laughs> right now yeah oh god i don't even think i remember everything that happened like i would have to go in our messages and like <laughs> the messages yeah, honestly pull up bring them out <laughs> so literally so bad. This is something our 14-year-old listeners need to hear. 14-year-old fan base. I said, this is me. these are my texts to Emily. 6.41 p.m. I had gotten there at, to the dealership that same day. I think I made the appointment for 11 a.m. I said, today was pretty bad. One of the worst days I've had in a long time. This is so dire. <laughs> <laughs> I said, the first thing that happened was, okay, so, you know, I don't see, I don't know these things. Like, these are just things I've heard. I talked to my parents. They helped me, obviously, because I had learned to drive, like, a month before this. And I'm 24. Like, I'm an adult for real. So I literally don't know anything about cars, like, at all. But I know they do like lease deals or whatever, like monthly they change and like you can, it says online 
the deal and how much you can get for monthly, blah, 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 but the down payment's going to be. So I like researched a bunch of those and I was like, this one is the best. So I'm going to Kia. And of course it's like more than I thought it was going to be. I'm like, not with my dad. I'm with my mom. I love her. But like, I'm not trying to talk shit on any of my family members on here, but like me and her were not the best duo to go together to handle this task. I don't know if it was my dad's way of like being like, you're an adult, but he was very kind of hands off with me, (laughs) but he was so mad that like it was more money than I had planned on it being. And he was like, (laughs) he just kept being like, you need to be prepared to walk away. You need to make them think you're going to walk away. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, your dad thought it was deal or no deal. (laughs) like I'm not gonna be like well I guess I'm gonna go somewhere else like I'm not gonna do that I like have been talking to this dealership for weeks before I moved here like I had been making this appointment like I've been I'm not gonna like walk away because also I have to like get a car to drive to school in like two days from now and I'm not gonna not have a car because then I can't get to school I'm me. I'm Elaine. I'm not, like, menacing in any way. Like, I'm not gonna... Especially to, like... I don't know. Is a, is a car dealer, like, a like a customer service person? Like, would you describe them like that? Like, I'm not gonna be a bitch to a customer service person. Like, maybe it's a flaw, but I see it as a strength, not a weakness. That I'm assuming the best in everybody. Like, I don't think... My dad just kept trying to push on me the idea that they're gonna... Like, they're trying to screw me the fuck over. They're trying to ruin my life and, like, make me spend so much more money than I need to. But the guy who sold me the car was so nice. And I was like, he is being (laughs) nice. Like, he's not trying to steal my money. Like, he's trying to help me. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) So I was like, I'm not gonna... Would have been something they could have done to make you be like, hey, they're trying to take my money. (laughs) Were you just gonna trust them no matter what? Yeah, like, I don't know what they could have done. Men are so obsessed with, like, cars, and they're also obsessed with being, like, I don't know, they're, like, it's, like, their way of, like, gambling or pretending they're, like, in a gangster movie when they go buy a car. They're, like, I'm gonna take the money. I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna fuck up the deal. I'm gonna, like, I don't know. Like, is it really like that? I don't know. Maybe it is, and I'm stupid, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's their way of, like, living out their fantasy of being gangsters. I agree. Like, the one time they get to be Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They get to, like... (laughs) Yeah, they get to live out the fantasy of being, like, a fucking... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, they think every car dealership is on Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just, like, not how I was going to be in there. And I was like, okay, you can bleep out his name. That was my car dealer. He was so fun. Loved him. <laughs> he was like, he was like, what parties they got going at? Like, you better text me. Let me know what the parties are. Like, he was, like, trying to be fun and funny. Oh like, God. honestly, if we had any other guy helping us, like. Like, he wanted to spend time with me outside of the car dealership. So really <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so the next thing that happened was 
So I was, like I said, I was calling them weeks in advance, making sure I had everything prepared so that when me and my mom went, it was just going to be like, okay, here's the quote. We look at it. We talk about it. Okay, cool. Here's my information that you need. Okay, cool. Let's sign the papers. Cool. And then we're going to leave. Like I thought it would take like two to three hours maximum, but they told me... So I called like weeks before going to make sure what kind of proof of address I needed because my ID does not match the state I'm living in right now. So I didn't know if I was going to need to get a new ID or what. And they were like, no, no, you just need proof of address. Your lease is good enough. So then they're like, no, your lease like isn't good enough. We need a bank statement. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have that. And then I called my bank and they're like, yeah, we can't change this unless you come in in person. like something that happened a lot during this process was like me and my mom were talking it was like at this point another guy was helping us because my mom was like she was getting a little frustrated at that point because she was like but my daughter called and this is what they said they needed and blah 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 blah. I don't know she was also pulling the power move wanting to be on mobile wall street with that probably (laughs) but um (laughs) but like there was like multiple people involved now multiple conversations happening at once and my mom's like i'm not gonna i'm like no shame claiming this i'm very lucky to have my parents help me with my monthly payments on this car because i'm on that grad student money life it's fine but i need help and they're gonna help me and i'm lucky for that so my mom's co-signing and they have to like call her to do a credit check or a credit interview or whatever to get her approved as the co lease She actually isn't the one. Her and my dad have like a deal worked out where I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like she was with me. She was the one coming to visit me where I live now. So she was the one who had to obviously come with me to the car dealership. My dad is the one who's going to actually help me with the payments. And she told them that on the phone when they were doing her credit interview, they were like, asking her something and she was like well why does it even matter like I'm not actually even going to be the one making the payments and as soon as she said that the the dealer guy was like you shouldn't have said that the dealer guy was like you just killed the deal like the deal's over like wait I don't know what we're gonna do now blah 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 basically we were trying to scam them by having my mom on the lease even though she's not gonna pay for it she (laughs) see this is why i'm like uh she's so funny sometimes she was like i'm just being honest i'm like yeah i mean i guess you were just being honest (laughs) like i don't don't know like Like, we're like hey you're not being wall street enough (laughs) like (laughs) Like, you should have fucking lied (laughs) like honesty is not gonna get you anywhere (laughs) she's not on the phone with anyone anymore but she's like i'll take it back like just have them call me back. Like, I'll tell them I'm making the payments. Like, I was wrong, blah, 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 blah. They were like, okay, that might work. So they're going to call you back. And then they were acting like they had no idea how long it was going to take. So in the meantime, me and my mom were like, why don't we drive to the bank and see if we can get them to change your address? And I'm driving. I'm driving to the bank in my mom's rental car. And this is like the third time in my life I've ever driven a car. I'm kidding. It was probably like the seventh time I've ever driven a car in my life. Um <laughs> the people at the bank are like well if they need a bank statement you have to wait until the next bank cycle like we can't 
change your address and like print out a statement. It doesn't work like that. You have to wait till the next cycle through. And I was like, okay, can you like print out a letter with my account information or something and my updated address? So they did that. And then they were like, hey, this is real Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) Present us a real deal. But then my mom like immediately like took a Sharpie and blacked out my account number, which honestly is fair. Like I get why she did that. She should have, we should have checked first before we did that, if that was allowed. We went back and they were like, okay, well, we cannot take this because it's blacked out. Like you've, you've, you've like defaced it or like you've like redacted information and that's like, we can't accept it. And like, we were back there already. Like there was no way to get another one without going all the way back to the bank, which at this point it's like probably 3 p.m., and the woman never calls my mom back for her to be like okay yeah no i'm gonna be the one making the payments (laughs) so we get back and they're like the only way to get the car and get this lease and this deal is for your dad to be the co-leaser now like that's the only way that they're gonna accept it so my dad's um already mad that the car is a little more than we thought it was gonna be which whatever i call him and he's obviously upset that he now has to be the co-leaser too, because I don't know. I know it like affects credit or whatever. I don't understand how all that works yet, but I'll probably find out during grad school. I feel like they'll teach me that at some point. <laughs> um, and uh, he's like mad, and I'm like whatever, and then he hangs up and. We're like still trying to figure out if there's a way we can make it work with my mom. And then my mom calls my dad, puts him on speaker in the middle of the car dealership, which I don't know if you guys have been in a car dealership before, but it's like really open space, lots of hard surfaces. So everything's like fucking loud as hell in there. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, the dealer guy is like trying to be really nice to me and like make me like be happy i'm about to get a car because you know it's supposed to be like he's like making me go off to the side and take pictures with the like sign that says like i got the kia experience he's like i'm gonna post these on the instagram i'm like okay i didn't get the car yet but okay um he he wants to torture he's like all right hold up this this yeah at one point he like Pulled the car around and was like, okay, go stand in front of the car when I take a picture with it. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to drive away with this today. Like, bro. (laughs) So she like puts my dad on speaker in the middle of the dealership. They're like fighting. I'm like, this literally has to stop. I'm going to freak out. Um, So I grabbed the phone and my dad didn't know he was on speaker. I will give him that. Like, my mom should not have called him. And put him on speaker in a public place where multiple people, like, it was, like, people, there's multiple people involved in this situation now. There's, like, three, four Kia guys involved, and we're, like, all sitting around a table, and my dad's on speaker fighting with my mom. So I, like, grabbed the phone, because I didn't know what else to do, and took it off speaker, and I was, like, this is the situation. You were just on speaker. This is the situation. Sorry, we don't have that many options. And my dad's still, like, you should just leave. You should just walk away. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to walk away. <laughs> um, like, not at this point. Because the Kia guy was also like, well... So the people who called my mom were, like, the financers. Like, the people who, like, 
loan the dealership the money for the half of the whatever you didn't you're not paying when you lease it or whatever there's it's so complicated but he was like this is the only financer kia uses like if you try to go to another kia dealership you're just going to get flagged in the system for this like no matter what it'll have to be your dad as the co-leaser i'm like okay well i'm definitely not leaving now because this is just going to be a situation everywhere we go um so then they're trying to figure out how they can get my dad the documents they're like we can overnight them and then they're like okay well we can email them but at one point they thought they were gonna get have to get a notary and that was like a whole freaking big deal and then eventually they were like we can just email it to him and he can like e-sign it so it all gets worked out everyone's calm now everyone's on the same page the first thing that happened, like, the very first thing was that the guy was like, we don't actually have any Kia Souls here. Like, we'll have to wait a few days for it to get delivered. And then he found one somehow. But... They, like, love lying. Actually, they actually were scummy the whole time. You were like, they gave me no reason not to trust them. <laughs> the first thing they did to you was lie. How many times did you cry? Just once. Like, to myself, quietly. Because they, like, wanted, what they wanted me to do, like, after it was all sorted out, was, like, sign the lease papers, and then once I had my insurance, just, like, literally come back and get the car and, like, take it. But their computer system went down, so I couldn't sign any of the papers either. I forgot, because there was a storm that day. (laughs) This is literally all true. Like, you can ask my mom. They wanted me to bang the gong, you know, when you're like, oh my god, got my car. I was like, I'm not gonna bang the gong. Anyways, all this to say, I love to drive. That's not true. I like driving because I like being able to get uh redact this, but I like going to <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, just just come out. I'm like, just come out. Right now and I don't have to guys. Okay, I think I'm actually allowed to say that because. Also, in this last year, I figured out that I'm gay. <laughs> so it's like, you know, how like people are allowed to like reclaim slurs. Well, like I'm allowed to reclaim Chick fil A. And by gay, I mean I'm, I'm like yelling that I'm gay in my room right now, and my brain does not know yet that I'm gay. <laughs> Still closeted, but. Well, I'm like, by gay i mean i'm like queer like i'm like this is a good way to describe it i am interested in dating women i'm interested in like if i got famous tomorrow i'd be interested in the men in that dating pool literally dating onto like a pair of sweatpants i have on the ground Try not to laugh so hard. I'm sorry. This is the most <laughs> sincere and honest you've ever been on the podcast. <laughs> it's funny. It's definitely, I'm saying it as a joke. I'm interested in men who are like really beautiful and hot and sexy. And I'm interested in men who are like really talented and have passions. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like that's a woman. <laughs> Yeah, and at the end of the day, that's a woman 95% of the time. Like, this isn't like my situation. Like, you've been actively being gay. 
since we yeah. stopped the podcast. <laughs> but anyways, I'm not a lesbian yet. I feel like most days you text me you're a lesbian, but then the other day you saw the video of men line dancing to Kesha, and now you've been skewed towards the D a little bit again. It's like three guys are in the front that like don't have shirts on, that have like jeans and like belts and cowboy boots, and they all have like sexy long hair. That's the other thing. Like if you're a man, I'm like, I'll like you if you have long hair. I'm sorry, but I will. And they're like literally line dancing to what song was it? Take it off. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they like take their shirts off, having so much fun. And they're like all like making eye contact and smiling with each other, doing like the in sync moves to take it off, like line dancing Kesha. This is the best video I've ever seen. I don't know why. I think I just am attracted to the idea of a man who, who like loves to dance just like for the fun of it because he like loves life and he loves having fun. All right, I'll, I'll bite. My next life update is March 19th. I watched Mulholland Drive for the first time. Uh-oh. I did that too. First of all, I was watching it. I was like, hey, what the hell's going on here? Now I, I kind of think about it every day. I think there's two like very lasting impacts on it for me. And one is that like like creature woman who's like covered in the soot behind the diner. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah, she's I scary. Um yeah, my self-confidence has not improved in the last year, and every time I look in the mirror, that's what I see. Just <laughs> <laughs> the soot. <laughs> she's the best part of the movie she's an icon but i I got scared like the music goes crazy crazy i got scared something i've learned just this is just a fun fact for the podcast and some people like to learn from podcasts that actually when a movie is scary it's music and like not the imagery i watch a lot of stuff on mute when it gets scary but like i didn't know that it was my first time watching it i didn't know that happened the music got really loud. It's so out of the blue. I don't think I understand that part still. No. I like, have my idea of how to interpret that. I don't. That's how I know the movie's good is when I have to read what happened on Wikipedia afterwards. Because <laughs> I, yeah. like, I like, um, I spend a lot of my days feeling like I'm the smartest person in the world. So I really like it when I get stumped. And I was like, hey, what's go- what the hell's going on here? I think that's supposed to be like one of the first indications that like this movie is actually a dreams and not reality. I was I thought I didn't like this movie, but I'm like, let me. I'm I've really been affected by it. The number two, the number two most gripping thing is um, I listen to Crying Roy Orbison on repeat every day. That club <laughs> club silencio scene. Wait, Wait I'm sitting know. here. I was like, movies, wow. I'm like sitting here like I actually don't remember one single thing about this movie except for the lesbian part. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what do you the club scene? There was a club scene. They like go to this club, it's called Silencio. And they go in (laughs) and um the what she sings um crying by Roy Orbison in Spanish. To me the movie was about like being an actress. I was like, yes. To me, it was just kind of like, uh, if you want to, this is what happens when you go to LA. This is your home. <laughs> get corrupted. 
actually like the only David Lynch thing I've ever seen, I think. I don't know. I always think I don't like David Lynch that's that much, but then I'm like his impact on my psyche. Whoa. <laughs> it's like but when I watch his stuff, I don't enjoy it while I'm watching it. I'm like, hey, this sucks. What the hell's going on? I started reading his autobiography actually, and um kinda he talks like this. That's pretty much my it's like the audio I'm not reading it, I'm listening to the audiobook. He kind of has like a like a how a parrot would talk that's how he sounds he has good hair look at a picture of him i will say though in the book i'm still like pretty in the beginning but it's just interview a lot of his childhood friends and they're like yeah he was they're like he was a little weird but pretty fun (laughs) that's like it's just a bunch of his childhood friends saying that take two the car story again (laughs) i cannot tell the car story again i don't know if it made the cut yet or not but (laughs) if it didn't good for you (laughs) um okay wait let's see yes i'm at grad school i got into grad school i know i'm going to grad school uh for acting my mfa and i'm also becoming a teacher also i got my nipples pierced (laughs) <laughs> did you write that or did you just think of that yeah i did i'm becoming cooler <laughs> subjectively yeah i haven't done any body mods actually i fear them so yeah, emily <laughs> you tweeted the other day you were like what did you say about people who got tattoos i actually read it i was like this is true <laughs> oh yeah, I said I think it's hard not to think poorly of people with tattoos. <laughs> like I do, th- I do think it's true to some extent that I do actually believe that. I was like raised to be like, hey, you can't do that. It's like fear getting in trouble. I think I have like tattoo guilt because when I was like sixteen, I actually this is something I accomplished in the last couple months. I told Pinterest that I was in the witness protection program and that I needed my interest from middle school taken down because when you <laughs> searched my name it came up and it was embarrassing could you wait could you not delete it I didn't know the password because I made it when I was like seven years old <laughs> so I like emailed them and I was like hey I'm in WPP and um <laughs> I simply cannot have this wait that's so funny <laughs> What did they say? Did that? What was the response? I think I had to tell them, like the email it was associated with, and they really did shut it down. It was just because you would Google my name, and then like tattoos I wanted when I was like two years old would come up, and it was like <laughs> watercolor, like watercolor flowers, and like uh, Kanye's graduation bear, and I was like, I simply cannot with this. <laughs> Simply cannot live my life. I think you like should this. still get that. I, your tattoos are beautiful. I I do think it can be beautiful. Me, anything on me would look stupid. Well, I don't agree. You almost bullied me into getting one. Was, I I feel like I felt like in my memory it was like your idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was like definitely me being like, let's do it. We're gonna do it. There's a tattoo shop right there. I think you just need to like think of something that like 
you will love forever. That's literally nothing. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, like... like, you'll love dogs forever. Get a tattoo of a dog. I did at one point. I did want a tramp stamp that said, "God loves a terrier." This is when I was in college and had a drinking problem. I'm crazy though. I'd get I'd get someone's name tattooed on me like tomorrow. <laughs> if anyone wanted to be crazy, I'll do it. <laughs> it's like I believe you would honestly. Uh, I guess that's another thing I did this year was make like forty new gay guy friends. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I can say that. Like, I really don't know if I can say that in this day and age, but. Oh, yeah. It's more acceptable than ever to say that. It's like, I don't want them to think I'm tokenizing them, but. They love me as much as I love them, so it's fine. List all of their names in an effort to not tokenize (laughs) them. All of their names in one personal detail about them. (laughs) Well, I could. Yeah, that makes okay. That'll lead me to my update. I'm more of a hermit than ever. <laughs> more. Oh, I sorry. I actually wrote I'm more than ever. Even though it comes up with a red underline that is it or recluse. I don't know. Like, isn't uh the noun like recluse? Like, I'm a like I'm a recluse. Yeah, it's like coming up as a spider. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, the brown recluse spider. <laughs> yeah. Spirit That's what animal. It's showing me. Is it, I think it's pronounced recluse, I won't lie. Yeah, oh, fuck, I think you're right. I don't know how to read, like, <laughs> phonetics. Oh, yeah, let me read you the definition. A person who lives a solitary life intends to avoid other people. He has turned into a virtual recluse. What? Uh, I'll tell you the phonetic spelling. It says re. We're very familiar with that one. And it says clue. There's a line over the <laughs> Wait, I'm looking O's. at it. I think don't know how to read that. Yeah, re. <laughs> to me, that's still loose. <laughs> Wait, you're cutting out a little. I don't. Oh know. no. Probably my like uh, <laughs> two cent two cent Wi-Fi acting up. What are all the ways you could say this? Reclus. 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 In the audio, I'm going to replace every time I said reclus with that uh, Google. What this thing? What is the difference between a hermit and a recluse? <laughs> I kind of like reclus better, I can't lie. It says a recluse, recluse. Wait, I'm confused. I say it now. <laughs> it says it's a person who leads a secluded or solitary life, and a hermit is one that retires from society. Oh, I I'm still involved in society, but it's saying a hermit does it for religious reasons. I'm like, wow, that's definitely not portrayed in pop culture well. <laughs> But a hermit <laughs> retires from society for religious reasons. Kind of Paul Schrader's first reformed is about being hermit. He's like, uh, he's religious, then he's like, he decides to retire from society by suicide besting, you know? By what? Um, like a bomb vest. Oh. 
Anyways, they're a recluse now, but for a good reason. Yeah, I just, um, I did, I did, um, a little bit of traveling in a little inner, inter Midwest traveling. I've only ever heard done that, so. And every, every time I went somewhere, um, sometimes I was like, wow, I'm gonna live here right now. I just was like, there's just, I made the brave choice to keep living at my parents' house instead. Life update got a salary. My company's based out of Texas, so I I go there to work sometimes. Um, the big thing is I can't move there because all the apartments, like new builds, and they all have like gray laminate flooring, and I just can't live like that. So I will continue to be adult baby. My parents' house. I just need a. I need to. I think I want to buy my own house. I'm just gonna keep sit here and not make like a big decision. I think you seem happier. I love having salary. I mean, of course, it's not like, you know, your end goal or like life dream, but that's okay. Yeah. Life quality improved. Um, yeah. I had like, um, I had a setback. Um, my friend Mitch's birthday at the end of August. Like I was like at like a mental plateau, which is actually a good place for me to be at a lot of the time. But um, my friend Mitch's birthday, he like insisted on going to a bar. I saw this, like, quite older man, meaning, like, 27 in my world. I saw, like, a guy. I don't want to admit someone, like, close to my my big age now. Like, uh, Mo Bomb. Sheck West Mo Bamba. I'm not sure which is the song title and which is the artist. I think Mo Bamba. He's a basketball player. It's the song title. It's the song that's, like, I got ho. I don't know the words. I'm just going to do the intent. Like, do, do. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then it goes, fuck, shit, bitch. No. Don't know it. It was like a big, oh my god, it was like a big, it's like a big hype song played at the bars. I know that from being a alcoholic in college. But, um, it was uh, a big, it was a big staple in, like, drinking culture in, like, 2018 was that song. Okay. Okay, yes. I feel like I would, uh, maybe I would know. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I really liked that song back in the day, but it's kind of one of Wait. those things. Sing it again, sing it again. No, it's like, I got hoes falling. Then it like says the N-word, I can't say that. It's like, Bitch, who's a friend of the pod? I can't What In what capacity was he on? Did we make him be a Catholic boy? Yeah, we made you talk about that. You're like, be... Be yourself a real Catholic Republican. So. <laughs> he wanted to go to the bar. Not like a, my. I'm just not. Again, as a. I just learned. It's not recluse. What is it? Recluse. As a, recluse. I think the emphasis is on cluse. Yeah, as a recluse. Yes. Ah, <laughs> we're at we're at this bar. It's in mind you. This is in like Akron, Ohio. It's on like one of our many like little lakes, and it's kind of like I want to say like tiki. It's like tiki and country, and just not a place for me. That was good. That was like a that was like a haiku for a good for a good buddy's birthday. I'm gonna get my get my ass.
up to the bar. So song so I go that comes on. This this man jumps for joy. This is taking as long as you telling the car story. Man <laughs> jumps man jumps for joy. Shuck West Mobamba has come on. And I I'm, when I tell you, I like I completely spiraled after that night. And I don't know. I think it was also because I'm very affected by nutrition, which is something we'll discuss in pseudoscience. Also got like sheets afterwards. So between eating like something, <laughs> eating something from sheets, my tummy probably was like freaking the fuck out. There's a combination. I actually do believe in like the whole biome affecting your health again in pseudoscience yeah. i'll tell you it's because one time this like lawyer told me i was f- depressed because i didn't drink enough goat milk or something <laughs> it's my gut biome that really affected me um so between that and just seeing this man i don't it was just like he was the only one in this bar like everyone it was no one was dancing it wasn't fun you need lgbt nightlife presence for dancing but uh, yeah I don't know, just something about it was like, I saw these people in this bar, they live, they live wanting to be in college. I don't, it just made me so depressed. I understand. The sentiment is clear to me. I had a really bad August. Like, how happy was he? You wouldn't believe the euphoria he was experiencing. I feel Mitch won't listen to this. I'm not going to be like, your birthday ruined my month. No one invite me to a bar ever again. I'm not going. No, I, there's. I don't know. I haven't really like thought it through that much. I just knew I was like miserable the past month because <laughs> of what I saw. I'm sorry. I don't. Is that the story you didn't tell me yet? Oh no, the other story is um I was at another bar, with Riley, who once sang a beautiful song on this year podcast. Riley was home, and um, we were at one bar, and then a friend came up to us and was like, hey, there's a kink party going on at another bar. <laughs> I was like, great, oh, Wait, we are what? on our way. You're about to flip the fuck out. I don't know why I didn't. I think something monumental happened in your life, so I like shelved this one for the night. So our one friend was like, yeah, there's a kink party going on at this other bar, and we were like, great. I'm on our way. I didn't really even consult Riley if this was something. I think Riley was open to it. It was Parker who was like, "There's a kink party (laughs) going on." So we go into this bar. I don't. It looks like a spaceship in there. That's way better than a country tiki. I'm much more comfortable in this spaceship environment. We go in and imagine going into Barlucci, and there's just like four to five grown men big 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 men like leather diapers vests leather leather panties leather vests party was at barlucci yes it was for pride (laughs) month it was it was like it was for pride (laughs) you would not believe this sorry i'm sorry (laughs) oh my god what the fuck Okay, keep going. You know, so I'm I'm really I'm at my orneriest this night. So oh, I'm yeah. I'm all in talking. So they're doing like there's like a ping pong table in the back and that's where they have <laughs> the demonstrations set up for like 
I'm like, hey, I walk in, I'm like, hey, what's all this about? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Imagine, like, I don't want to start crying. I don't want to say, like, <laughs> white room torture tactics, but there's literally someone getting, like, electrocuted. <laughs> there's a big leather man just, like, electrocuting someone else. With the what? back. This, like, thing that looks like a probe. It's, like, some glowing pink probe. And he's, like... Then the one, the one leather daddy who's really chatty with me. He was, like, Mr. Akron Leather last year or something. It's just, oh, like, I have images to prove all of this. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, like, yeah, so what's happening back there is that when you get electrocuted, you actually become more sensitive to touch. So the point is to, like... Electrify an area so that you can just feel it more. Is that true? Yeah, it's like a it's kink, I guess. I'm like, I feel like it would be the opposite. I feel like you would get numbed to it. Uh, it's like, I guess, like the actor. I don't want to say it's like, it's not like Volt. Maybe there's Volts involved. Maybe some Hertz. Wait, so is somebody like, I'm picturing like somebody like laying on that ping pong table and like. <laughs> Getting, nah, like, they had like, shock collared. They had like maybe stool set up next to it. It was like some, some comfy like chairs for demonstrations, and they were like really they were really trying to encourage me and Riley to like go over there and get zapped. I, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm a virgin. It's <laughs> true. I guess I do love telling people that. I was like, yep. Because I thought that was my kink. I was like, well, I have to pick one to have. It's like, and I also thought, I was like, maybe he'll like it. So I told him I was scared to try anything. I was like, I'm not about that. And then as this is going on, some, some a leather woman is also here. I didn't mention her yet. A leather woman like breezes <laughs> by us and she she's like, Doing some, we're doing some whipping and flogging outside, uh, and she she rallies up a crowd <laughs> out there. But I get me and Riley get one on time with Mister Akron Leather. He, I, <laughs> you know, I'm doing, I'm in my zone. I'm asking him whatever I want, really. Just yeah, um, yeah. Anything. I I get to the point where this is also where I was like very um interested in like poly lifestyle. So I was like, so I'm like, do you have a partner? I don't know. At some point in the conversation, this like other large leather leather man showed up, but he's different. This is where maybe they lost me a little. At first I was kind of like, and maybe I understand wanting to feel things more. But then <laughs> man that joined us had like, a mask that is leather it's not free it's leather it's like puppy he okay tells yeah, yeah. me his like puppy have you s experienced this i've seen i think i know what kind of mask you're talking about what was revealed they were talking to me as like separate entities the whole time but then the original daddy who uh, that's not the original leather man i don't what do you call them sometimes it's leather daddy but he wasn't daddy he was like a leather seems like a sub yeah wow. they they I'm eventually... gonna sound like i know about kinks guys i've been 
<laughs> I know. I'm actually, I'm like not. But I don't, I don't want to talk about my kinks on here. No, let's it was a, <laughs> it was a big reveal. It, they're together and they have. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's when I was like, okay, so this is Polly too. But eventually I was like, I don't know. I was like, what's your kink? And he was like, this was like public sex. I was like, oh, I was like, well, isn't that like illegal? And then I was like, <laughs> before he said anything, I was like, that's probably what makes it fun. I was just going to say, was Riley having fun? He doesn't say a word. And I'm, <laughs> I'm Miss Ornery. So like, did I did try to give him room to speak, but I just don't think he was interested. But, but the, the closer to all of this is that after me inquiring so much about them, the end he was like how long have you two been together <laughs> that's the first time riley spoke where he felt the need to be like no no <laughs> and then i was like well why do you i was like no i was like he's he does not like me like that but i was like why do you think we're together and he was like well, you're both chummy Hey, so um, six months six months later, we're recording part three of what we did in the last year. Part three, yeah, I guess this is part three. That's taken a year. Lizzo, at this point in time, has been avenged. Lizzo, <laughs> has she actually? Well, <laughs> I think the latest update is that she was like, I don't care about anyone's lawsuit. And then she showed up back at the Beyonce concert. She, yeah, I saw those pictures. I felt really sad I didn't go to that. No, that night I was kind of like chastising you about feeling FOMO. I was like, you need to quit it. Yeah, you're like, it's okay. And then I was like, <laughs> I was asking you if you felt FOMO that you didn't go see Taylor Swift or Lady Gaga or Lana Del Rey or all these people. And you were like, mm, actually, I already saw them when I was like 14. That's the, see, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like I lived my entire life from ages like 1 through 20. And now I get to stay in my room for the rest of my life. I'm feeling sad about that because it's like true a little. I'm feeling sad. It won't be like that forever, right? <laughs> Well, I had to see, uh, before we got on the call, I was feeling kind of like in an Eeyore mood. I was like, all right, time to talk. But now I, I feel better talking to you now. I don't feel, I'm not gonna, I'm not sad right now. Yeah. So I say, mm. but <laughs> I, at this point, I feel like, um, turn 25. Did I talk about that in the last part? Mm, who knows? I don't think I did. Oh, well, I, I turned so. 25. For my birthday, I thought it would be a good idea to spend a bunch of money to stay in a Frank Lloyd Wright house. I thought it was a good idea. I think it was too. Could I have gone to an exotic location? The money I spent on staying in a house in Cleveland, Ohio? Yes. Really? I didn't know that part. Like easily. <laughs> but the thing was... 
I would have had, it would be like alone on an island, which I think I've talked about before. That is my ideal situation. <laughs> but I was like, well, I don't want to be a loser. So I picked a location that buddies could come, which I'm ever so thankful for. Employed Wright House in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm not going to dox it, but if you Google it, you can find it probably within the first search result. Should I look right now? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I th- someone should go there and see what I wrote in the guest book and <laughs> publish it online because <laughs> I wrote quite the glowing review. And I, I do have a glowing review. I have very fond memories for the rest of my life for my days in the Frank Lloyd Wright house. The first day, I was in complete exile because it was a Monday. Everyone was busy. I should have tried a little harder to make arrangements for people to come with me the first night. It was one, I was scared that the people who own the house, they live on the property too. Like you can't see their house, but they live on the property. I didn't want them to think I was a slut if I had a boy over. Wait, how many guests did you have? So they say on the thing you can only have like five overnight guests. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, on the first night it was just me, but on the second night it was me and three boys. So I thought I would look like a slut if I have one boy over, but three the next night is fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's like always our lot. That's our logic always for everything somehow. Yeah, one's. One year slot three. It is a normal friendship party. <laughs> Which it was. Don't get us twisted. Please, I have not even touched a wiener in like two years. So no one even <laughs> think anything different. Oh my god. So that's like the God's honest truth. I did. Anyway. So. Yeah. I can vouch. So I should have known (laughs) I needed assistance because they send you literal video instructions on how to unlock the door to this place. It's some sort of like latch and lift system. I never figured out how to lock the door the whole time. So the first night I'm there alone in the woods in this house, don't know how to lock the door. And (laughs) I was not feeling relaxed, but... My sister was supposed to go. She decided she should get a job, which was fair. Yeah, she was very nervous to tell you she couldn't come. <laughs> I was like, I've like never seen Emily be mad at anyone ever. So oh, I'm like literally okay. a Zen master, except um, what I also tried to talk about when you were gone was um, my Zen has been broken <laughs> because my neighbors got a new dog and it constantly and yeah i do think i'm gonna start trying to get like a certification for monks to come here and train and see if they can live they can be zen with dog barking and yeah i i'm really never angry in my life but this has caused me to look up things like how to kill neighbor's dog how could i kill the neighbor's dog will a laser pointer blind the dog what frequencies do you need (laughs) to blast to deafen a dog today for you tomorrow for me angel if you're listening please angel if you're listening please we need you that was a joke for the theater kids (laughs) Apparently last weekend here, I woke up kind of, it was like Friday going into Saturday, 
I woke up at like 4 a.m. because there was a bunch of dogs barking. And that was like all I heard was like two dogs barking back and forth. And then I like went back to sleep. And then I woke up and I had a text from my roommate. It was like, did you hear that man outside screaming for help and banging on the door? And I was like, no, but I heard dogs barking. And she was like, that's what the dogs were barking at. So I'm confused how I only heard the dogs and not the man screaming you for like help tuned that out. apparently i missed that <laughs> i missed that part i guess i think he was just locked out probably screaming because for help? i don't know i don't know he was like getting ripped to shreds by dogs he was being eaten alive the neighborhood i live in is like i don't know maybe this is about to make me sound ignorant but it's like, this is a weird place to be, like, screaming for help in. <laughs> it's Cujo Dog's neighborhood. That's true. I've, like, actually never seen any of my neighbors in the flesh ever. So who knows who the fuck is living around me. But in my mind, <laughs> this, the way I have made them up to be, it does not make sense that anyone would be harmed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was like to say, I was driving through my neighborhood, I was coming home, and I, like, passed. I've never in my life seen a man cave like this. Like, I was driving up, and first I saw, it was the garage of this house. First I saw the garage was open, and there was, like, a TV mounted on the wall. And then I got closer, and I could see two men were standing in there that had, like, the longest, whitest beards I've ever seen. And there was, like, six motorcycles in there and, like, <laughs> black light. It was crazy. I was, like... And they were drinking beers. I was, like... I honestly wanted to, like, talk to them and be, like, this is a fucking sick setup. Because it really <laughs> looked... Did they... What was glowing under the black light? Just their beards? It was, like, their beards and their motorcycles. <laughs> and they like had netflix on and they but they were standing i didn't quite catch if there was like a couch or something in there but i genuinely for a moment felt the urge i wanted to like pull back around and be like what's going on over here because it looks really <laughs> cool friday night maybe they do that every friday <laughs> i don't know what i thought i had to say so bad <laughs> this last part i really don't know the dog is crazy. The dog is... I feel so bad for you about the dog. Well, I know, because I'm going to end up killing a dog. I really hope it resolves. And the thing is, I already incriminated myself. Like, I needed to use someone else's computer to look up how to kill dog. And I At least you learned that, like, laser pointers are illegal for most uses other than... Yeah, and so I'd like... I need a teenager to come over, come in my bedroom... I instruct them to point the laser pointer <laughs> in the dog's eyes. And then <laughs> it could be over. I do think, I, I don't know if blinding the dog would help or hinder my cause. Is it illegal to kill a dog? What is a punishment for that? Um, I don't know. It could, pro could probably fall in. There's like animal protection things with like animal cruelty. So I do think killing your neighbor's dog could be considered cruel. 
in my world, it would be just. And I did consider, because it, it's a little wiener dog, which I know everyone's like, aw, aw, but you have not heard this thing shriek. You can go to prison for three years or pay $20,000. I will pay $20,000 to shut this motherfucking dog up. Yes. I just don't understand how the owners are not caring or remorseful or like... I truly think this is respect for real deaf people. I think they are deaf. Is it supposed to be like a therapy dog too? My, I sent my dad over to go deal with it one day, but my dad, I don't know what my, <laughs> my dad thought this conversation was supposed to be about, but he came back with um <laughs> the information that <laughs> this dog is helping this guy, this, his wife, my neighbor's wife has some sort of problem and the sonic shrieking dog is helping her. What my dad <laughs> came back to say. He was like, I liked it. It was like, the dog is so cute and nice. And I was like, I actually consider taking a gun to the dog and myself every day. <sighs> I've also looked into like um getting a flock of like hawks or another predator bird. Basically, I, I also have considered drone strike a lot. Is that if I could get See, the problem is they have a dog I do like. They have a little Jack Russell Terrier who's very sweet, never barks. I quite like him. And they got this yapping dog. And so the problem is I can't throw pellets dipped in antifreeze over. And I don't want him to die. It's a terrier. I could never forgive myself Ugh. if I like him. But the other dog, I, I would, I'm not kidding. It's gotten to the point I have lost. I would strangle this dog with my bare hands if I could. And I'm serious. I, I would feel glad. I would be happy. I'm also confused. I am confused how your mom is like letting them get away with it. Your mom really seems like she would like not allow this to happen to her for so long. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. My mom was like going over there, like commanding the dog to be put down. <laughs> I'm glad you like working from home, but I'm sorry about the dog. It's okay. I think when I hope it it's dies like during the winter. If, if anyone has a big drone, I would, like, I, I keep thinking about the ways I can get away with it, and it's, like, I was dreaming last night when the dog was barking, I was dreaming about, like, hiring, like, a group of men. If you come live in my basement for four days, go do an attack on the house, kill the dog, retreat back into my basement, stay there for another four days, I don't think any, like, traffic footage could at you yeah it would be very hard to know i mean they might suspect it was you because you've expressed your dislike for the dog but yeah and i've googled how to kill dog so it's like i'm so that's why i feel like the dog can't be killed in cold blood like basically the dog has to disappear giant <laughs> drone picks it up and just drops it don't I think the dog <laughs> needs the dog can't go on to curse someone else. The, the drone needs to pick it up really high and drop it. Don't the drone's not gonna take the dog anywhere or the group the flock of hawks that I buy, it rips it to shred and it seems like natural causes. 
I'm like, how old is the dog? Like, it's obviously too old to be, like, trained anymore, right? My dad said the dog seemed elderly. I'm hoping that there's a harsh winter this year. <laughs> I'm sad thinking of the dog getting ripped to shreds. I'm not. I It makes me... Sm I'm smiling. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Excited for Ed Sheeran new album, Autumn <laughs> Variations. <laughs> Honestly, I, I read something today where he was like, what's Ed Sheeran voice? I'm not going to have any singles off it. My album, <laughs> Autumn Variations. This album is purely for you, the fans. That's not how he sounds. Wait, let me go listen to he a video. He actually has like a really normal voice. He, he's actually like the nicest, most soft-spoken guy. And we're like, my new album, Autumn Variations. Okay, well, yeah, I, sa I sat in Panera from like 2 to 7, and I had two you pick twos, which is honestly great because it's really hard to pick two every time. So today I got to have four things. <laughs> um, 